guys, welcome to the Take a Seat, Not a Side podcast with your hosts, Kelsey and Brian. This is the podcast where we ask you to take a seat, but not a side. Unless it's mine. No, mine. Hi guys, welcome back. We are very excited for this week's episode. Um, we did it with a little help from our friends, not to quote the Beatles, but um, Brian, do you kind of want to explain what we did? I'm going to say it's a lot of help from our friends. This entire episode um, is going to be based around our friends. So we were out to dinner and we're trying to think of, you know, what are some ideas we can do for podcast episodes. And we wanted to do one where we um, like bring our friends in. So we decided that we just came up with a list of 10 people that we each know. And we asked them 10 questions about each other. So I asked Kelsey's 10 friends something about her. And I'm not going to give you any hints of what the questions are. They gave me they gave me their answers, and Kelsey hasn't heard them yet, so I'm going to reveal them to her here. She's going to respond. Some of them are really funny. Um, Kelsey did the same, so she asked 10 of my friends about me, and I haven't heard them yet. So uh, before we get into that, I think Kelsey has a recommendation she wants to talk about. So I have to talk about this show before I finish it because I'm very close to being done with it. It's another Netflix gem. Um, so as we've talked about on this podcast a lot, I'm really into true crime and I had never heard this story or who this person was or anything like that, but there was a show on Netflix that popped up into my little like requested for you section and it was called The Serpent and it is about a guy who works with like two other people and they're kind of like they con people into trusting them, and then, um, unfortunately, they drug, like, tourists and steal from them, whether they're stealing passports or traveler's checks or jewels, and it's based on a true story, um, and I have to just tell you guys, if you're into true crime, watch this show. It's so good. Once again, it's on Netflix. It's called The Serpent. Um, very suspenseful, like, the... Um, embassy of like another country where one of the victims is from is like trying to help solve the crime I don't know I feel like I'm not doing it justice but if you are a true crime fan please watch the serpent on Netflix what's up with the title I haven't really comprehended it I'm assuming it's like he's the serpent maybe because he's like the ringleader of this and he uses people to get what he wants so he uses his co-offenders or whatever you want to call them just as much as he uses the victims. So maybe that's where it's coming from. Also, he's sneaky. He got away with a lot of his crimes. And the guy like that it's based on got, a, got away with a lot of his crimes. And then like was able to move to another country and just continue to live his life until they finally like busted him. 
Now, even though my wife is a sociopath and only likes true crime shows, um, <laughs> I am watching something a little more lighthearted. I wasn't even <laughs> going to talk about this, because I, but I feel like we have to... Balance. Yeah, balance the podcast a little bit. I am watching Mighty Ducks Game Changers. <laughs> Mighty Ducks. Yeah, you're right about the balance thing. I'm I like it like I'm I'm hooked um it's pretty corny but I think back to like the original Mighty Ducks movie and I'm gonna guess that to adults it was really corny to me it was like uh, like Mighty Ducks was one of the greatest movies of my childhood if, if I watched it as an adult for the first time I'd probably think it was a little cheesy so this show that's coming out right now is probably more for kids but I I'm hooked. We got Gordon Bombay in it. He's kind of a, I don't want to, no spoilers. Um, Lorelai from Gilmore Girls. Is that who the mom of the show is? Yeah. I thought she looked familiar. I just didn't know what she was in. She has a term in her contract or something like that where like if there's a Gilmore Girls reboot, she can pull out of any show or movie that she's like working on. And she puts it in all of her contracts. Huh. I think that's kind of interesting. I guess not pull out, but, like, she's allowed to, like, leave and take a break in whatever show she's working on to go do Gilmore Girls instead. And now that we've balanced our TV shows a little bit, let's just get into the questions right away, hey? Sounds good. So we didn't go in any particular order. Um, This is just the way that we came up with them when we were literally at the restaurant. So there's really no rhyme or reason to the questions. We did start with... Siblings, of course. So the very first question that we asked, we asked Kyle Byard, which is Kelsey's older brother, and Brady Halverson, my older brother. We asked them, what's the most annoying thing Kelsey and Brian did as a child? Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. He gave, he gave me three things. Oh, boy. He said, number one, she never closed the door when you went to the bathroom. <laughs> I still don't. <laughs> Number two, that you would narrate your life. And I asked him for, I'm like, what did, what did you mean by that? And he said that everything that you would do, you would narrate it like in the third person. Oh, yeah. Do you recall that? What do you, why? I did vlogs before vlogs were a thing. Well, give, give me an example. I don't know. Like, I would like talk to myself in the bathroom. Like, my mom would come in, and I'd be, like, talking to myself in the mirror. Like, don't talk to me. Kelsey's combing her hair. No, I'd just be like, all right, and for the next step, we're going to brush our teeth. <laughs> wow. Like, I did a vlog. My life was a movie narrated by me, a documentary. But you had nothing. You weren't filming yourself. It was just you brushing your teeth. Yeah. And now Audrey, his daughter, my niece, she does it, too. And number three. You cried every time the smallest thing changed. New minivan, you cried. New floors, you cried. New banister, you cried. It's an ongoing joke because I hugged that minivan goodbye. My mom said, do you want to hug it? Thinking like she was just joking with me. And I literally went over and hugged the minivan goodbye. And then last, he said that you asked too many questions during movies. I see that you don't change very much. Like. Your personality is the same as when you were a child, apparently. Pretty much everything, except for the fact that I no longer need to tell the world. 
that I'm flushing the toilet and brushing my teeth. Um, but I definitely still do it with the door open. That's for sure. All right. What Brady say? So Brady is not a man of many words, so it's a pretty short answer. I love how my older brother is an English major and a creative writing major. So, of course, yours was long and like had lots to it. Brady's just a man of few words. So he said that it was probably that you would chase him with your boogie blanket. (laughs) Um, He kind of left it at that. But from what I understand, Brian had a blanket that he would literally just rub his boogers on. And he chased his siblings with it, which I'm sure clearly they loved by his answer. Okay, I was the baby. I was the runt of my family. Um, you know, Tyler and Trevor, my cousins, were raised like my brothers, you know. Uh, but I was still the youngest. So to fend for myself against them, the only ammo I had was my burger blanket, which I never called it my burger blanket. It was my blankie. And only I knew which end was used for boogers. But yeah, so I would chase them with it. If they were going to try to punch me, I'd grab my blankie. Like, think twice. It's like Captain America's shield. Your booger blanket. And then our other siblings, Jacob Byard and Bobby Joe Halverson, we asked them, what moment in your childhood did you get the maddest at Kelsey or Brian? And Jacob said that it was any time that you would tell on him for having friends over. He said that you're a tattletale. Huge tattletale. I'd use it as leverage. So, like, if I did something and he was like, I'm going to tell on you now, I'd be like, mm, let me just go into my secret filing cabinet full of things Brian Jacob's done and pull something out of there for you. You're a serpent. You're like that guy from your TV show. I always got to have some backup. And I'm sorry, but maybe if Jacob wasn't such a badly behaved child, I wouldn't have had to tell my mom so many things. Seems like that's more his fault than mine. You ready for Bobby Joe's? I'm going to read this like word for word. I'm not sure this is the maddest, but it definitely stands out because he couldn't understand why anyone would save only one pot tart and not eat both. Oh, it goes on. She goes, so let me start. Pop-Tarts. We all know, two come in a package. Well, we only had one package left. And the nice, thoughtful gal that I am, instead of eating both, I decided to leave one Pop-Tart for some lucky person. No, they wouldn't get a full package, but one is better than none, correct? Well, not for Brian Halverson. He was so pissed. (laughs) He said, why would you just leave one? It was a tease. And also, it got really hard, and I was unable to eat it because it was stale. How was I supposed to know? I thought I was being generous by leaving him one. There was no rationalizing with him, so I grabbed the Pop-Tart and smashed it in his face. Oh, she did. She did. And when I got mad, she picked me up. She was stronger than me. I I was probably like seven. She was maybe nine at the time. My mom actually wouldn't buy us Pop-Tarts for that reason, because the serving size is one Pop-Tart. And like when you look at the like numbers, it's already pretty sugary. 
as just one Pop-Tart, but she knew that if we had the option to eat two, obviously we were going to eat two. So we used to just eat one and put the other one in a Ziploc bag all the time. Okay, so if her story is true and it got stale, yes, a Ziploc baggie would have been pretty clutch. But the way I remember the story is that she put half a Pop-Tart bag. It wasn't that she left, she split it up and only left one Pop-Tart because, yeah, one Pop-Tart is better than none. But I'm pretty sure I was mad because she put half a Pop-Tart back and you can't put half a Pop-Tart in a toaster. It doesn't fit. But either way, even if her story is right and she put one back in the package, yeah, Bobby Joe, thanks for leaving me a stale Pop-Tart. Now I got to throw it away anyways. So what do you do now as an adult? I'll tell them what you do. You'll take a bite of a granola bar, put it back in the package, not in a Ziploc bag, and then you'll put it back in the pantry. You nasty. And then I'll come by and put it in a Ziploc bag. All right, next question. And this one, we did a little flip. So I asked my friend, my cousin, Trevor Jakovich, what his first impression of Kelsey was. And Kelsey asked one of her best friends, Cassie Nakaza, what her first impression of me was. So Trevor says, Trevor's a troll. Trevor's first thing he said to me was, feeling bad that the poor girl had to put up with Brian. But then then he says this, and I'm going to read it word for word too. The first time we spent real time with Kelsey that I remember is when we spent the night at the motel during Christmas playing Mafia in the motel room. He says, you got pissed. And he even explained how pissed. He said, Luca losing to Ashley in Texas Hold'em pissed, which is very, very mad. (laughs) Trevor's Trevor's first impression of you is, wow, does this girl get angry easy? (laughs) You guys are the most competitive family I've ever played a game with, and then you're shocked when other people get competitive? Hmm. Sounds like you can't take what you're dishing out. This family gets so competitive that you even, like, differentiate a little bit on how you play a game and they lose their minds. Yeah, rules are rules. Mafia is flexible on rules. Everybody plays it differently. That is also the same night that we... (laughs) Uh, We play a game called Dictionary and... The the concept of this is a really fun game. If I'm actually going to explain it to you guys, it's a fun game to play with your family. If you've got like six people, I would say is ideal, six seven people. Um, you sit around a table. You have a dictionary. You need a dictionary, pencils, and a bunch of scrap paper or like cue cards from the dollar store will work fine. Um. And then if it's my turn, I would go and I would open the dictionary and I find a word in the dictionary that no one knows. Uh, I I mean, I can't think of a word that I don't know because that is counterintuitive. But I would find this word that's obscure and I would read it out loud to everyone. Once everyone uh, agrees that they don't know the word, I write down the actual definition on my cue card. And everyone else around the table writes a fake definition that they think other people would guess as the real one. And then they all hand them in to me and I go through one by one and I read all 
six answers. Then we go around the table and um, everyone votes for what they think is the real one. Anyone who actually picks the real one gets a point. And anyone who anyone whose answer gets guessed gets a point. And then anybody I fool with the real answer, I get a point for that. So if no one guesses the answer, I get six points, and that's sweet for me. But when you're filling out your definition, you want to try to be clever with it. So Kelsey puts, for her definition one time, she put path, comma, clearing. Well, I did path, semicolon, clearing, because that's how they put them in the dictionary. And Trevor, your cousin, his now wife, Ashley, read it as path of clearing because <laughs> she read my semicolon as an I. And then she reread it as path of clearing, not knowing what that meant. And everyone else was like, huh? And so I have to keep it a secret that it's my answer. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, are you sure it's path of clearing? Yeah, that's what it says. Are you sure? And I'm like looking at her like, that's not what it says, Ashley. And then he wonders why I got so angry and competitive. I'm not sure I want to hear Cassie's because she was with you the night that I met you and she did not like me. Well, apparently Trevor didn't like me either. So I guess we're good to go on that, aren't we? So you first have to know that when me and Cassie, Cassie is like one of my best friends and we were super close in college. We lived together. We met each other because we were sweet mates freshman year, so we're just the nine. We were just the dynamic duo in college, pretty much. And we went out on a Tuesday, and got um, very drunk because it was summer, and we had no responsibilities the next day. And we went to a bar where there was only like four people in the whole bar, and two of them were. Brian and his friend that were on a softball team together. Um, so this was her first impression of you. She goes, it's short, but it's very Cassie. First impression. Girl, we need to go home. We're at a bar on a Tuesday. This boy is probably no good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and no, he isn't Cuban. Because... I was convinced that Brian's Uper accent was something foreign. And I went with Cuban. I don't know why. I mean, you kind of have, like, darker features. Like, your hair is darker and coarse. Like, you've got that olive skin tone. Because your mom's Italian. And it was very dark in that bar, apparently. And I had way too much tequila. Because I heard your Uper accent. And I was like, Cuban. He's Cuban. And man, was I wrong. So on the subject of being very drunk, we asked Kate Manlick and Cody Kivisto, what is the drunkest you've ever seen Kelsey and Brian? And Kate says that she feels like you guys are always drunk when you're with each other. That's very true. But she says the drunkest that she remembers seeing you is that when you guys went out to Hank's and to Speakeasy in Hartford, she said there was pizza, there was crying, shocker, and she's pretty sure that you crawled into Alyssa's cat tunnel. I'm not sure what that's all about. First of all, 100% crawled into Alyssa's cat tunnel. And then she said that you guys tried to, you got so drunk you tried to 
scare Chad, but it failed miserably. Okay, this is actually like such a crazy night because we went to a bar that had a secret downstairs, and so she's right about that. I thought they were leading me to my death because I've never been to this bar, and they're telling me to go to the basement, and I'm like, excuse me? Uh, no. But apparently the basement's like a whole separate bar. I was not the one crying. I won't say who was crying, but I was not the one crying, and it wasn't just me and Kate. There was someone else there. But, um, yes, crying pizza, tried to scare Chad, and Kate fell into the lamp right when Chad was coming into the door, so clearly he knew someone else was there. Chad is one of our friend's significant others. And I still crawl into that cat tunnel every time I go to that friend's house. So Sober even? Yep. So I asked Brian's friend Cody, which Brian already said, and Cody said, The drunkest I ever saw Brian was at a party in high school when people were using him to play fetch like a dog. Someone would throw a golf ball and Brian would go and retrieve it and bring it back. This went on for several minutes. And that shows you how drunk I was that night. Because Cody's seen me pretty fueled up on Miller Lights several other times. I was surprised his answer wasn't the wedding. He doesn't remember that. He was worse than I was at the wedding. I feel like that could be a whole episode, so we won't even go into that. All right, so next we asked Randy Custer and Sarah Thurber, if you had to pick one activity to do with Kelsey and Brian, what would it be? And this one's funny because Randy's never actually met me. We talk all the time, and we've been in a fantasy baseball league for about seven years together, and we're always talking about how we have to you know, meet up and check out some restaurants or some ball games or whatever, but... We'd never actually met, so I'm wondering what what he chose. Uh, but Sarah said that while it seems cheesy, she would pick going to a gym or going to a Brewers game with you. Yeah. Before um, COVID and all that, we used to be like workout buddies because we just loved going and doing cardio together and doing ab workouts. And it's just something we've always bonded over is, you know, Working out, exercising. And the first time we've ever been to a Brewers opening day was with Sarah, too. Oh, my gosh. What a fun day. Honestly, ugh, I cannot wait to repeat that. Another thing with Sarah is, like, she is, like, such a solid friend because I feel like it sometimes is hard as a girl if you want to talk about sports to, like, find people that are also interested in sports and want to talk about them. And I feel like she's somebody that, like, we can literally text about the baseball game as if we're, like, a bunch of, like, a couple of bros. You know what I mean? So, Randy said he has two. He'd love to golf with you at Whistling Straits, whatever that is. Um, Or go to Miller Park and watch a Brewers game. But he said he'd probably pick the golfing over the Brewers game if he had to pick. Randy's a very, I feel like he's a very big um, historian slash bucket list kind of guy. So Whistling Straits is the golf course up in Kohler. That's where they're playing the Ryder Cup this year. Oh, nice. So I can see Randy thinking like, I can't go to Wisconsin without trying to golf Whistling Straits or Aaron Hills or, or something. So that one doesn't surprise me. I am surprised that he didn't include hit up some diners drive-ins and dives because he watches that show religiously 
and he always messages me like, dude, there's a restaurant an hour from you that was just on the show. Like, I really want to check it out. That's so cool. And by the way, it is still Miller Park to us. So don't correct us. <laughs> I think it's still Miller Park to everybody. All right. So next we asked Amanda Kufis, and she got some help from Leah Salazar. And Jamin Partnin, we asked, what is Brian and Kelsey's worst habits? And tell me one time that it really annoyed you. And what's funny about this one is they said, Skyping me while I'm at work. So I work with Amanda and we have Skype on our computers. It's Skype for business. And everyone that's that works for the hospital is on there. Well, Kelsey works for the same hospital. So we will constantly talk about whatever. Did Kira go to the bathroom? What's What do you want for dinner? What time are you golfing? Can you bring me coffee? As I'm asking them this question, Kelsey calls me. She says, hey, okay, I was just making sure you made it to work because you're not on Skype yet. I have no comment. <laughs> Maybe I need to Skype Amanda. Maybe she's just sad that I'm not Skyping her. I'll take all the energy that I put towards Skyping you at work and just transfer it to Amanda and she'll be like, oh my gosh, someone take this app off her computer, please. All right, I'm going to read Jamin's like word for word. He said, so I have my answer for you. Brian's worst habit that annoyed me was when we would have plans to do something or go somewhere and he'd tell me to come by his house at a certain time and we would go. My impression is that when I get there, he will be basically ready to leave the house and go do whatever it is that we were going to go do. But not even close. I'd show (laughs) up and there would be Brian sitting on his computer playing StarCraft, looking like he hasn't showered in days. And he'd say, oh, you're here already. (laughs) At the time that you told him to be there, Brian. And then he continues to go on about how he has to finish this game and then go shower. So, of course, we'd end up leaving at least an hour later. Halverson time. And he put Halverson time, by the way. And this wasn't just a one-time occurrence. This was probably three out of the four times that we would have plans. So basically, to sum it up, waiting until I was actually there at his house to get ready to actually go somewhere is probably your most annoying habit. Man, I don't feel like I've broken that one either. We had a conversation actually afterwards about how you haven't broken that habit. I just give myself too much credit in terms of how quick I can get ready. Yeah. And it doesn't always work out the way I expect it to. We'll, like, be having people over and, like, I'll tell Brian what time they're coming over. And, like, five minutes before he's showering and then they walk in the door and the water's running in the bathroom. And I'm just like, uh, Brian will be with us in just a moment. <laughs> oh, my God. The other day I was golfing and... We are looking at getting our siding redone, so I'm having a couple people give us some quotes. And <laughs> I'm just leaving the golf course, and I still have a couple more errands to run. And uh, one of the contractors calls me and says, says, hey, we're on the way to your house. Are you home? I said, no, I'm not home, but I should be home shortly. Like, I might beat you there. I might not. 
Well, I didn't. They call me and they say, hey, we're at your house. Are you home? And I'm like, no, my wife should be home. <laughs> but I didn't tell her you're coming. So just knock on the door. She's probably not going to be very happy with me. Well, and my thing is I don't really open the door when I'm home alone very often because, like, if I'm not expecting someone over, then I assume it's just someone trying to sell me something. So I hear the doorbell ring and I'm like, whatever. I'm getting ready to work out because I work out at home pretty much after work pretty much every day. And so I'm getting ready to work out and I hear the doorbell ring once and I'm like, Okay, it's probably Amazon Prime because your girl uses a lot of Amazon Prime. Um, And then the doorbell rings again. And I'm like, what the heck, Amazon? Drop off the package and leave. Like, that's what you're good for. And then they rang it again. And I'm like, Girl Scout cookies? Like, what is going on? Why are there so many? <laughs> like, such aggressive doorbell ringing. But now I realize why. Because they knew I was home. They were just trying to get me to come to the door. And then they started knocking, and I was like, okay. So I pick up Kira, our puppy, because otherwise she tries to dart out the door. I open the door, and I'm just like, oh, hello. And they explain the story, and they're on the phone with Brian being like, hey, nobody's answering the door. And I'm just like, I could kill this man. <laughs> I wouldn't kill this man because I love him so much, but I could. Spoiler alert, still alive, still here. Spoiler alert, if he goes missing, it was not me. One of my biggest fears is not being murdered by Kelsey, actually. But we did ask April Ackerman, who Kelsey works with, and Jeremy Collins, a.k.a. JR, that if you had to guess, what do you think Kelsey and Brian's three biggest fears are? And I'm going to let you go first this time because you're going to kill me when I read the first. <laughs> uh, you're going to kill me when I read this one. Probably. April knows me very well. She and I are soul sisters. We uh pretty much got along from the very beginning, the minute we met. So I'm not surprised if she knows me uh, better than I unfortunately know myself. <laughs> um, JR had some pretty good answers, honestly. Um, so he said, Brian's a picky eater, so being in a place that doesn't have all the food he likes would be probably a fear of yours. And honestly, that's correct. We'll, like, sit down sometimes, and Brian looks at the menu, and he's like, do you want to just leave? After the hostess has already sat us, it's great. Super embarrassing. I love it. Um, along those lines, the second one, being out of your comfort zone or trying new things. Um, he likes to stick to what he's good at or stick to what works. Um, example, there was a certain time when you were playing NBA 2K that a character that they wanted you to be because it, we, they thought it would make a better team, and I guess you felt really out of place doing it. Um, he said Brian is a rebounder in the game, not a shooter, so that didn't turn out well. So I'm assuming they wanted you to be a shooter. Um, and that was actually the last time you guys played a game together. And I told Brian that. And I was like, Brian, you need to get back on NBA 2K and play a game with JR because it seemed like he was really sad. <laughs> no. Okay. So I'm not very good at learning video games anymore. Like I'm in my 30s. Like I'm past my learning video game prime. I feel like I'm a very good rebounding center. And I made a shooting center, which I feel like JR, I feel like I'm better at it now. So come back. Give me a chance. 
um, JR has been playing like a shooting center type role um, for the past couple of NBA 2Ks. So he was giving me some tips and I'm like, JR, I'm like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> They're probably very good tips, but I just want to do me, you know? Why well, didn't get to your third one? And sharks, because who isn't afraid of sharks? <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I read that during my lunch break and I just burst out laughing and everyone's just looking at me like, what the heck? And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's just so funny. Oh my God. He told me that he got some help from other friends that we played NBA 2K with on one of the answers. It has to be that one. They had to be sitting in the group like, huh. And what's everybody afraid of? Oh, I know. Sharks. Sharks. Brian has to be afraid of sharks. Like, who's not afraid of sharks? Like, yeah, you sharks. That's great. Um, real quick though, I like agree with him. It's kind of weird though, because you're a very outgoing person. Like you're very social, like you're not afraid to like go out of your comfort zone in that way. But I just think you like to stick to what you know. Like I like to, you know what I mean? Yeah. You'll never catch me playing point guard on NBA 2K. That's not what I mean. Whatever. Whatever. Moving on. What are my fears, Brian? <laughs> or should I say, what are my fears, April? I almost want to read these backwards because number three is so funny. But but I'm not going to read them backwards. So here's number three. I'm, re- <laughs> I'm reading it word for word. Having diarrhea and not being able to find a bathroom. And she says, I don't think this needs an additional explanation, but it might give a little TMI about Kelsey's ball movements. <laughs> <laughs> Look, every girl has GI issues. They just don't want to admit it. Is that a fear of yours? It's happened. It seems like everybody at work goes to the bathroom at the same time. So you have to, like, keep searching for an open restroom. All right, we're just going to move on from that one right away. That is hilarious. I, I laughed out loud when I read that. Number two is getting a flat tire on your bike on the way home to get wine from the liquor store. Also self-explanatory. It might imply that you have a problem, which you don't, because everyone needs some wine. It was tequila, and I know exactly what story she's getting at. Very hard to ride your bike and hold a bottle of tequila at the same time, by the way. She says that hopefully this doesn't happen the same time as number three. Oh, Lord. And then number one, and we've already talked about this earlier in the episode. She said, Kelsey's number one fear is for sure, without a doubt, waking up in a world where no one can cry. She literally would drown from the inside out in like a week. I have a crying room at work. I'm a Pisces. We cry a lot. <laughs> April said that um, you once you posted that questionnaire about who cries more. And when she read that, she goes, if she answers Brian for this, we can't be friends because there's no way I should cry more than you the way that you cry. She's probably thinking that if I posted Brian as the answer, that you just never stop crying. Ever. Because I am a very emotional person. I'm aware. I'm painfully aware. It's to the point where when you tell me a story from work, my first question to you is, did you cry? And 50% of the time, the answer is yes. I'm going to include her PSs. She says, a bonus fear, that you're pretty sure there's a dead body in the basement of her house. Yep, right behind you. The fake door right behind you. I'm convinced behind that wall that there is a body. And that she says, even though you cry a lot, she still loves you. Oh, I love her too. 
and she knows me very well. There's nothing I would even argue with in that list, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, so then we asked Paige Merritt and Kale Post, if you could force Brian and Kelsey to hang out with one celebrity for a day, who would it be and why? Paige answered, I'd want her to hang out with Bailey Sarian. She does murder and makeup, and I would straight up fangirl if they did a podcast or video or literally anything together. And I'm pretty sure, didn't you talk about her on, a, on an episode a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I did. She was one of my recommendations for other people. I think she's fantastic. She wouldn't have to force me. I would literally burst into tears. What a surprise if I ever, ever got that opportunity. But that's amazing. And I know, I know who Kale put. Because he just won money off me in a golf bet. And I guarantee you that troll picked the golfer I lost money on. Zippity, zippity, zooza, Brian. I'm getting there. Okay. Kale's answer is a two-part answer. And he definitely took that force word into play when he gave his answers. Oh, of course he did. He goes, my immediate thought was one of the Jenners slash Kardashians. After listening to Brian's love of reality shows, Brian seems more down to earth while Kelsey really loves reality shows. And I feel like he'd have a really difficult time hanging out with the Kardashians. I'd hate it. To which I replied, Chris Kardashian for sure. Wait, who's that? The mom. Oh. Or Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh. Don't come for me, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then his second part of his answer. But I also don't know celebrities either. So I thought a funny route would be Jordan Spieth. Yep. Because we have a nice chat going back and forth, arguing about Jordan versus Justin Thomas. Jordan won the last bet and cost Brian a round of golf. So I think that would be fun. Yeah, so me and Kale golfed yesterday, and I had to pay for him because, long story short, Justin Thomas is one of the, probably the top five golfers in the world, and Jordan Spieth used to be, but he's had like a really, really tough past two or three years, like really bad. Um, For the past about three months, he's been looking like his normal self, but in the biggest tournament of the year two weeks ago, we had a bet on the Masters of who would finish higher. And I was pretty confident that Justin Thomas would win that bet for me. And he pooped down his legs on Sunday. Wait, actually? No, not actually. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it might have been Saturday. Regardless, Justin Thomas had a really bad weekend. I knew he was going to say Jordan Spieth. He said you'd get a kick out of it. Seems like he did. I wouldn't mind it. Jordan seems like a cool guy. I don't have nothing against Jordan Spieth. I just don't think he's as good of a golfer as Justin Thomas is. And actually, after Justin Thomas cost me money, I'd probably have a worse time hanging out with him. I wouldn't talk to the guy. Yeah, I would talk to him. I'd be like, you owe me 50 bucks. <laughs> and then we asked Brandon St. George and Alyssa Figueroa, name the moment in your friendship that Kelsey and Brian made you the happiest. Finding some good juju here. That's what I was thinking, too. Some happy thoughts. <laughs> yeah, every question so far has been... <laughs> Trash on Brian and Kelsey. <laughs> so Alyssa said, cheese alert. She doesn't think there's one moment that you made her the happiest. 
maybe the moment that you became friends, which didn't take long after meeting at the bridal shop. She said, you're such a positive person and fun to be around. And you get her, you're her boo. You guys definitely know how to have a good time. And when you guys are having a good time, that's when she's at her happiest. And she also said that she loves you. See, I'm such a crier. I can't handle these. Oh, my gosh. That's so sweet. I literally just hung out with Alyssa, and that's such a true statement. Like, we literally just sat on the couch, and we listened to Black Eyed Peas for, like, three hours. I didn't even know they had three hours worth of songs. And we still had the best time. Like, it doesn't take much. It'd be better if you just listened to Boom Boom Pow. (laughs) That one did come up. Oh, no, I'm saying for three hours. I got that boom, boom, pow. You guys can't see my dance moves. Okay. I asked Brandon, obviously. And he said, when he invited me to his bachelor party, I knew me and him were good friends, but it meant a lot when he invited me. There was one part in the night I'll never forget. We were all playing beer pong, and then the song Bay came on. And Brian and I had never heard it before. But him and I started dancing to it, and everyone followed. The beer pong game was put on hold until we listened to the song at least 20 straight times. Now, every time the song comes on, we stop what we're doing and either sing the song or dance to it or both. I think that is the happiest moment I've had with him. Do you know what song it is? Yep. I, we're not going to sing it. Oh, if we put it on, I'd have to dance to it. Oh, my God, that song's hilarious. Brandon will send me videos of himself just in the car, just listening to that song anytime it comes on. And by the way, I can attest that this is true because one time Brian and I were hanging out with Brandon and his girlfriend, and me and his girlfriend went out to the hot tub, and when we came back in, the boys had this song blasting, and they were like dancing not like just like a little bit of dancing like going into it like on the couch like dancing oh my god who sings that song if you guys haven't heard the song because it like i don't think i've ever heard it on the radio you gonna look it up okay so go to youtube search for ot genesis g-e-n-a-s-i-s bay b-a-e and it is the most groovy rap song I've ever listened to. I just want to dance to it right now. It's going to be the Try Not to Dance Challenge. Well, well, what you going to do? All right. And then our last question was for Courtney Brandstrom and Nate Lishka. What do you think Brian and Kelsey's biggest pet peeve is and why? And Courtney got straight to the point. She said it's strapless bras. And why? Because they never stay in place. And I have small boobies. I am queen of the itty-bitty titty committee, and I still hate strapless bras. Actually, the last gathering we were at, she saw me kind of, like, switch it, like, adjusting, and she was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, I'm wearing a strapless bra. And she was like, why? And I was like, honestly, I don't even know why, because I was wearing, like, a full shirt that you didn't even need a strapless bra for. And I was like, Courtney, I'm, like, five seconds away from, like, taking this thing off in the bathroom (laughs) they are the absolute worst they end up by your rib cage like halfway through the night it's terrible absolutely terrible men will never understand yeah i'm hoping that that's not the same answer nate used oh funny enough uh, nate put uh, strapless bras (laughs) nate put and i'm gonna read it as a quote again 
I'd have to say from a golf standpoint, not letting faster groups play through. And not, not the way that you think. Let me continue. He said, Brian and I are not the best golfers. But when groups come up behind us, we let them go ahead and play through. They usually catch us because we are spending 10 minutes on a hole trying to find our balls that we either hit into the wood. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Or the tall grass. So that you either hit into the woods or the tall grass. When we've come up on groups before, where it's just Brian and I, and then there's four people in front of us, they won't wave us through. So then you have to stand behind them. It causes backup and it's annoying. So basically what he's saying is, you wave groups through. But that, one of your pet peeves is that other groups won't do the same when they know they're going to take twice as long as you and Nate would. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like anyone that golfs knows how much this sucks. Well, me and Nate kind of had a conversation about this because, like, I don't golf too often, but I will go with Brian. I don't like to go with, like, big groups because I'm kind of insecure about, like, it takes me a little bit longer and it takes me more strokes to get through the holes and everything like that. So I get nervous when Brian waves groups through because then I feel like I'm being so slow and then I start getting in my head. Um, and I feel like Brian's rushing me. And so it's kind of funny, like, that you're just doing it to be nice because you know that we're going to take longer. But I'm sitting there like, oh, my gosh, these people behind us are so mad at us. So we have to give a huge shout out to our family and friends again, because without all of you, this podcast episode wouldn't exist. We'll see you next episode, guys. We will be live on Facebook on Wednesday with another challenge. See you then.